I'm Karen Ellis, your host of She Speaks Truth. In She Speaks Truth, we will hear inspiring stories from remarkable women that are committed to taking the Word of God out into the world around them through their words and their actions. These stories will serve to build up our own courage to step out in bravery and serve God right where he has us today. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing you to my friend Kathy Key, and I met her through an organization in Broken Arrow called The Sacred Nest. And when I was looking at people to have on this podcast, she was one of the ones that came to mind first because my goal with this is to highlight women that are helping other women um, be motivated and be the best version of themselves, and also that are just living their purpose, honoring God right where they are. So Kathy, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I am, first of all, wife and mother. Um, been married for 38 years to Congra- Ron. Congratulations. Yes. Um, to, he's an engineer. Okay. Totally opposite of me. So he's the, the one that can do math whizzes in his head real fast okay. and not me. But, uh, yeah, um, married to Ron, and then we have two boys, two adult boys, and they have given me two beautiful daughter-in-laws Aww. that I love to be with. So now I have girls. Yes. Very excited That's about excited. that. That's excited. Um, I'm an executive leadership coach. I coach in the corporate world and in ministry, um, just helping people be the best version of themselves and to lead themselves well. And then I'm also an Assemblies of God minister and founded the Sacred Nest right here in Broken Arrow so that women could just come here and be ministered to. And I just have to tell you, and I know I've told you this before, but this place, like the first time I walked in, it was the most welcoming loving place and I have just found such a home here and I just thank y'all for that for you and the other ladies so could you tell us just a little bit about the sacred nest well that is exciting to hear because that's the way we wanted it to be we wanted women to come in and feel right at home and feel like they had a place to belong where they could just be loved and accepted just where they're at and um, so we made it very beautiful so that in inviting yes, yes. Like you're just coming into your own living room. Right. And you, it's a place where you can relax and connect with women, just heart to heart. I love it. So what kind of events are you? do you have here? Like, I have gone to the weekly Bible mm-hmm. study. Yes. So what else kind of things do you do here? Other than the Bible studies, which is really our, our core thing, okay. because the Word of God is core here yes. at the Sacred Nest. Um, but we also have art nights and different workshops. Okay. We are just about to begin a monthly mom's prayer night. Oh, how fun. Moms can just come together and we pray Yes. for each other's kids, just be yes. prayer warriors together. Um, we also have a monthly ministry that has started recently on um, just learning to share Christ with Muslim women yes. in your neighborhood. Yes. So, We've done all kinds of different things. We've done also um, um, hospitality classes. We did that Bunko night. Bunko night. Yes. Okay. Uh, Yes. So there's a lot of different activities that go through. And I'm going to include a link 
to um, the Sacred Nest in the show notes so that if you're listening and you're in the Broken Arrow area, the Coweta kind of Tulsa area, um, and you're interested in finding out more about a Bible study or some of these events she's talking about, if you're a mom and you need prayer, you want to pray for others, um, you can come to those those different things because let me tell you it is a welcoming place that you will totally find someone to just accept you and love on you so so I feel like we all have a purpose so we're going to kind of go into like the main some of the things I want to talk about but I didn't want to forget about the sacred nest because that is very important to me um I feel like we have a purpose and God places us right where he wants us not always necessarily where we feel like we we need to be sometimes, but he places us where he wants us for a reason. And so what do you feel like is your purpose or your truth? Um, my truth, okay. my purpose. Let me start with my purpose. Okay. My purpose is um, to share the love of Christ and okay. just proclaim the name of Jesus. Yes. And to help people find that purpose that they own have that they have for right. their own lives, to find that calling and that thing that God has uniquely called them for. Right. Um, you know, we're all, we all have the same core purpose. Um, and the Word of God, it says in Genesis 1, that we're all here to represent God okay. to the world as image bearers. We're His representatives. Yes. And we bear His image wherever we go. So we all have that core purpose, but we live it out in unique ways in the way that he wired us to. So I love to help people find what that is so that they can just soar. Right. Which, you know, sometimes, like I even myself, you look at other people and you see, oh, they're doing this or they're doing that. And, you know, you're like, well, I'm not doing that. And it's hard sometimes to be like, well, if that's not for me, this is my lane. Like to not compare yes. that I don't need to be doing that. Someone else is doing that. I, it's okay that I'm doing it this way. It doesn't have to be the way everybody else is. Exactly. And that's hard sometimes because we look at all everybody around us and we're like, oh, I'm not doing it like they are. And that has to be okay. Absolutely. It has to be okay. And part of the problem with that too, I think, is that in our world, in our society of social media, yes. we feel insignificant compared to others that gets proclaimed a lot more, yes. perhaps. Right. And it makes us feel insignificant in this little thing that it feels like we're doing. Right. But we have to we have to sometimes step back and look at things the way God looks at them. And your little thing can be huge in his eyes. Yes. And that's most important. Yes. Yes. So um, my passion is to inspire women. What is something that you do specifically to uplift other women, and why do you think this is important, that we're uplifting each other? Mm. I love to connect women. I'm a oh. connector okay. in some ways. I love to connect their hearts, get them to talking, getting them to communicate, networking together. Um, and that's part of the, the purpose here of the right. Sacred Nest is to bring women together okay. so that they can connect um, I also love to just coach and teach women. I mean, I just have this driving desire to always be sharing what I've learned in life, okay. sharing what I've I've heard in the Word of God or read in the Word of God, and just coach and teach them to just soar, to be the women that God created them to be. See, and I saw I saw you had posted online that you were thinking about starting another coaching group, and I was like, yes. what? I'm leaving. No. <laughs> Can you 
do this via like FaceTime so that I can yeah, we'll see it? You're like, that. I'm not sure how that's really gonna work. I'm yeah, not sure how that's really yeah. gonna work. Yeah, but you know, you know, I just I love to help women in that way, right. bring women group together, like that group coaching, because often I see that um, what holds us back in our calling is unmet expectations. Okay. Um, we all start out in life, you know, with these lofty dreams. We're going to change the world. And yes. Life's going to be beautiful. And we have it all planned out right. in our mind. And then when we, when we launch out as adults, life happens. And it always doesn't go as we planned and as we imagined mm. in our yes. mind. And we all have unmet expectations. Right. Of the way we think life should be. Okay. Or the way that we think people should be serving us even. Right. And I think that helps, that, that, um, not helps us, but I think it, um, shrinks us back. Okay. If we let that get to us. Right. You know, and we shrink back from what we really should be doing. Hmm. Instead of just seeing, like, I mean, to be perfectly honest, mm -hmm. I never would have seen even two years ago that I would be doing this. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have seen two years ago that there's lots of things I would be doing right now or even five years or 10 years ago. Like my goal, you know, when you said when you launched out from high school 30 years ago was not where I am today. That's not a bad place mm -hmm. that I am today, but I would have never envisioned this. Mm. And so it's, I've had to come to, you know, some of those terms that it's okay that that dream changes. Yes. Like, I don't have to stay on this path because that's the path I thought I was going on. Yes. It's okay that I go, that's not for me anymore. I'm going this way. I'm changing it. I'm doing a new route. Mm. And that's really important because other people might have looked at that as a failure. But it's really not. Right. It's that, you know, we, we do have all these dreams. And, right. And, you know, we hear this mantra today, go for your dreams, go out after them. But we forget it may not be God's dream for us. Right. We may get off track sometimes mm -hmm. going after our own dreams, and that's not the plan that God has for our lives. In fact, um, there's a young woman named Tiffany Smiley. Okay. Uh, she wrote a book that it's called Your Dream, God's Plan. And her Ooh. dream for her life was to, to be that wife and mother. Mm-hmm. To just, you know, that was right. her dream for her life. Well, she's in her late 20s now, and God has not given her that dream. In fact, he has made it much more than she ever imagined. She um, now leads a nonprofit that uh, helps orphanage or helps orphans all over the world. Creates so she's these getting that mothering, just not in the she is, role she thought. Right. God changed that dream in her mm. heart to be really what he had planned for her, right. which was much, much bigger than what her own plans were. So. And I think sometimes we have that narrow view. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, just widen it out a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like there's so much more to it than what you're letting it be. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, that's good thoughts. Good thoughts. I'm going to think on some of those. Okay. Okay. So this next generation... Sometimes I feel like it's a bad rap about the way they handle themselves. Sometimes their work ethic. And um, however, as I've been 
purposely trying to find stories of hope in this next generation. I'm seeing them. So what are you seeing in this next group of ladies coming? And um, what kind of encouragement can we be giving them? I see this generation of young women much more confident than I think my generation was when we stepped out into life. Um, I think they have a a broader view of what they can accomplish. Okay. Um, And I think that is exciting. Yes. We, We think that we're going to change the world when we're 18. Right. And then, you know, like I said, earlier right. life happens. But what I see in this generation of young women is that I think they have a little bit more pers- perseverance and grit okay. and determination to get there Okay. and to change the world. And they are doing things at young ages that I never would have considered. Right. You know, the way they're going around the world to, to do ministries and... Um, all kinds of different things. Right. Poor my generation, we didn't even think of that, right. really, except the few that maybe called themselves missionaries. But we have a whole range of, of young people today that are willing to do all kinds of different things. Right. And get out of the comfort zone. Yes. More than yes. we did, our generation. So I see, I think it's exciting. Yeah. Because they are reaching farther. And faster um, yes. than you know than my generation did, right. and I think it's really exciting. I, I, if I could say anything to them, mm-hmm. I could I would say um, be flexible. Okay. Be flexible in what God does with you. Okay. You know, like we talked about yes. those dreams. Yes. Be flexible, take your, you know, go for your dreams and, and make sure they're in God's will, but be flexible enough to know that God may take you somewhere and then he may shift you. Yes. Yeah. That's the hard part. That's the, shifting. the hard part. <laughs> it's the yeah. shifting that you're yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I don't really want to shift. I really don't want to shift. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah. Um, so after people have been with you, which have a few more wrap-up questions, but after people have been with you, what is a truth or a feeling or something that you um, you want them to know, either about you or about God? After they've been with you, how do you want people, or what do you want people to know or feel? I want people to move forward okay. into their calling and to display God's glory okay. in their calling. That's what we're yes. called for. Yes. Genesis 1. We're, we're called to represent God, so move forward. Right. Stop sitting. Yes. We are sitters. Yes, we are. And, and our, our back ends are getting bigger mm-hmm. and bigger as we sit. <laughs> yes. Oh, I know mine is. <laughs> so, you know. Right. That's what I want to inspire people to do is move forward. Stop being limited right. by... Um, you know, those unmet expectations by um, our own limiting beliefs. Get out there and move forward and just go and display God's glory because that's what you're here for. Right. Because if it doesn't work out, like, it's okay. It's okay. And do it. Try something else or try again. or And that's the hard part, I think, like with me sometimes is like, I'm like, well, I don't want to start if I don't know if I'm going to do well. Oh, that word failure gets in there. Yeah. We don't want to fail. We don't want to fail. Yeah. 
But failure is the steps to success. Yes. Yes. We have to have failure along the way to really achieve success. Right. And if we would get that in our heads and accept that, I think we'd step out easier. It's just getting it in our head and really really (laughs) believing it. Just getting it in our head and really believing it. Okay, so I'm a big reader, mm-hmm. even though if you looked at my my reading track record this year, you would not think that I was, because I have hardly read, look, for me, I have hardly read this year. Like, normally by now, I have, like, 48, 50 books that I've read. Like, normally. I, I know, like, last month, I was like, am I even going to get three books finished in the whole month? Like, and I, I know some people are probably like, Three books is a lot. Not from anyway. So, is there something right now you're reading that you would suggest to others? Well, I'll tell you. I'll be honest. Okay, I I am a um, and it doesn't have to be fiction. Like it can be anything. Yeah, I mean, okay. I I get stuck in reading um, lots of books about the Bible okay. or about uh, coaching. You know, or okay. helping people in coaching, and I get stuck there and always, you know, in these. Uh, trying to be, be better books. Right. So I decided recently I was going to branch out. Okay. And read a fiction book. And I decided to go okay. to the classics. I had never been required in high school or college to read Jane Eyre. So I'm trying to maneuver through that. <gasps> oh, right I now. love Jane Eyre. Right? Okay. Oh, so you say Jane Eyre. I say okay. Jane Eyre. Okay. I don't know how you say it for real. <laughs> do you, no, okay. So I'm, do I'm you the first like part of it? it? The first quarter of it. Uh-huh. And yes. It, I do. I do like so, it. So, yeah. And and so I haven't finished it. But okay. that's that's one way I'm pushing myself out of my comfort okay. zone. But I will tell you one book that um, I am reading through that I am just loving. And it's called The Beautiful Fight. And the Beautiful it's, Fight. It's by Gary Thomas. It was okay. published in 2007. Okay. And it's about surrendering to the transforming presence of God in our lives. The way he writes is so deep and rich. You cannot fly through it. You have to read it and then ponder okay. these profound statements he makes. So okay. I'm really enjoying okay. reading through that right now, and I highly recommend okay. it. Okay, but it's one you little chunks, little chunks. Yeah, just take it and read a few pages and then just sit back. And I, I usually sit back and go, wow, I need to think about that for a few minutes. <laughs> so, okay. Yes. So usually my, my relaxing reading at night, I don't want to think about anything. So, mm-hmm. but, okay, so Jane Eyre, I'm going to come back to that. I'm going to, okay. I, that was one of my favorite books for the longest time. And so when my daughter was, had this list her senior year, and she's like, I have to pick one of these. I was like, oh, pick Jane Eyre. I love it. Mm-hmm. So she read it. She was like, mom, that's the worst book. Like one of the worst oh. books I've ever read. And I'm like, Mackenzie, like, it's so good. She Apparently, we don't have the same reading taste. But I was like, <laughs> I love that book. Now, I haven't read it in at least probably 15 years. Uh, so I may yeah. read it again and be like, yeah, I don't know what I found so amazing about it. But well. at the time, I just loved it. So on inspirational books, have you heard of the book, The Next Right Thing by Emily P. Freeman? I don't think I have. Okay. So um, it might, I was just thinking when you were talking about like your decision making, like helping coaching people through decision-making and things like this. So it's just, she has a podcast. She puts it out weekly. It's usually like a 10-minute, mm-hmm. 15-minute tops. But it's just all about decision-making mm. and just doing. Like, so she started it because she's talking about sometimes we have all these, you know, oh, we get so bogged down in the big picture, and we really just need to focus on doing the next 
right thing? Mm, like, what is the next fair. right thing? Like, as long as I'm doing the next right thing in love, like the big pic. Yes, look at the big picture, but that's, you know, we just need to be focusing on. It. So she did this book, the next right thing, and so I think there's 24 chapters. So it was like it's kind of set to do like one a day. Mm-hmm. So, but it's really it's really good. So okay, I will have the to next right thing. Up. Emily P. Freeman, and it's it's an easy like it's an easy read. It's not like deep, deep thought provoking, mm-hmm. but um, each chapter is only like you know three or four pages, maybe five. So I was doing it during in April in the mornings, like as my devotion kind of as my devotion book. Just mm-hmm. kind of trying to think. We had lots of decisions coming in April, and I was very overwhelmed. And so when it came out April first. It had just, it's a brand new book. So mm. when it came out and it came in the mail, because I'd already pre-ordered it, forgot I pre-ordered it. And so when it came in, I was like, oh, yes, God. <laughs> I so need this right now because yes. the next three weeks of decisions, I'm going to need to know the next yes. right thing. Mm-hmm. I just need to focus on the next right thing. You're right. Because mm-hmm. I can't look down the road at next month. I just need to know what to do today. <laughs> I just need to know what to do today. So as we finish, is there a verse or a quote that you, um, that means the most or you stand on in your life mm. that um, is just like your life verse or quote? Yes. Um, several years ago, I memorized Psalm 18, 1 through 3. Okay. And I cling to this verse, especially in the hard times. Okay. It says, I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call to the Lord who is worthy of praise, and I am saved from my enemies. I love that. Is that not something I love it. to hold on yes. to? Yes. Yes. All of it. Yes. And many times in the morning, I will get up and I will just say that. I love you, O Lord, my strength. And just go on and quote that verse. And yeah. it's just my, my beginning conversation with God right. for the day. I love that. Mm. Well, I can't thank you enough for agreeing to do this with me. And listeners, I will put in the show notes um, all of the links to The Sacred Nest, um, the books that Kathy uh, recommended, um, her verse, I will put that in there as well. And then also your um, coaching. Do, do you have a coaching? I have a website. A coaching I website. Will send, I will share the So the I will get that link as yes. well and put that. So if you're interested um, and you need a coach or you hadn't even thought about having a coach before, but you're like, that, that sounds intriguing, um, I'll put that in there as well so you could look her up. Thank you so much. Thank you. I hope that you enjoyed this interview as much um, as I enjoyed it. I could hardly wait to do this interview with Kathy. We, I asked her a couple of months ago, and then we had been looking at calendars. And then, um, as some of you know, if you know me personally, uh, we are relocating into a new state in about two and a half weeks now. And so I was like, we need to get this on the calendar before I move away from here. Yes, we're going to keep in contact, but I would love to do this interview face-to-face. And so I did get to do that. Um, Kathy is a blessing. The Sacred Nest is a blessing. And I really encourage you to check out her website and the Sacred Nest website if you're needing a place to be plugged in. It is an amazing place to go um, in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. 
I can't wait to bring you someone new next month. If there's someone that you're like, you need to share this story with other people, please message me and get me their information. I would love to have um, an a larger group to interview and share with all of my listeners. Have a blessed day and live your truth.